Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Jesus, I trust in you. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. Today we're going to talk about the Divine Mercy Chaplet and the importance of adding this, if it's not already part, of our own spirituality. Personally, this spirituality is very near and dear to my heart. It's the mercy of God, which is freely given by Jesus himself, is at the very basis of this core devotion. So let's talk a little bit about it. The foundation of the divine mercy can be traced back to the humble Polish nun, formerly Helen Kowalska, we know her as St. Faustina Kowalska, who lived in Poland in 1935. It was there that St. Faustina received a vision from God through an angel, and the vision was about chastising a particular city. After receiving mercy, she began to pray for the compassion and mercy of God shown upon that city and its people. However, her prayers were not powerful. She saw God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and she felt the grace of Jesus, which was so powerful that it began to soothe her mind. And so she found herself in a situation, friends, where she pleaded to God on others' behalf, asking for God's kindness, sympathy, and forgiveness to be shown to them. She continued her prayer, But it was only after she continued prayer that Jesus appeared to her and spoke to her about this idea of a chaplet. It was clear that the chaplet of divine mercy was inspired by God and meant not only for her, but for each of us. And so this has become a part of our church tradition. The benefits of praying the chaplet are as such, that it is a simple prayer and yet a very powerful one. Unlike the rosary, which takes more time, the chaplet is a much shorter form of prayer, and that shouldn't be the real reason for us praying the chaplet. In fact, I usually pray the chaplet after I've prayed the rosary, so I pray both each day. But rather, it's an opportunity for us, perhaps if we only had 10 minutes, and we think, well, what can I do in the 10 minutes? What a great opportunity to pray. So in this simple and yet beautiful chaplet of divine mercy, God promises his mercy upon those who use this chaplet for their own conversion and pray for the conversion of the world. According to our church, the essence of the chaplet of divine mercy is remarkable in its great simplicity. It's easy to understand the gospel message, especially this of a compassionate God, But it was preached by Jesus himself when he adopted human form and came to earth. When we pray the chaplet, friends, we're actually asking Jesus to send his mercy upon ourselves and everyone living in the world. St. Faustina shares in her diary the importance of calling upon the mercy of God and how the mercy of God can sustain and help us. 
I wish to read from you one quote that Jesus gives from her diary. And for those who have the diary, the reference is number 1541. Jesus told St. Faustina, It pleases me to grant everything souls ask of me by saying the chaplet. When hardened sinners say it, I will fill their souls with peace, and the hour of their death will be a happy one. Write this for the benefit of distressed souls. When a soul sees and realizes the gravity of its sins, when the whole abyss of the misery into which it has immersed itself is displayed before its eyes, let it not despair. But with trust, let it throw itself into the arms of my mercy, as a child into the arms of its beloved mother. Tell them no soul that has called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. I delight particularly in a soul that has placed its trust in my goodness. Write that when they say this chaplet in the presence of the dying, I will stand between my father and the dying person, not as the just judge, but as the merciful Savior. What beautiful words that Jesus gives. This is just one example of the many promises that Jesus gives to St. Faustina and each of us to pray the chaplet. So as we look upon our world, as we witness escalating levels of fear and violence and hatred, which challenge us each day, it is important that we go back to our biblical roots and realize the many times in the world's history to which the prophets, Jesus himself, and the apostles have used prayer to call upon the mercy of God to not be vengeful, but rather to show mercy, to bring peace in time of war, and protection in the face of evil. We focus on the forgiving and merciful heart of God, for indeed this is the basis of whom we worship. So when we look at the actual devotion, there is a particular Sunday that has been attributed as Divine Mercy Sunday. On April the 30th in the year 2000, at the time, St. John Paul II, who was the Pope at the time, has officially designated that Sunday, the Sunday that follows Easter Sunday, or we would call the Octave of Easter, the second Sunday of Easter, as Divine Mercy Sunday. And this is to be celebrated globally, that the mercy of God is to be focused on. And the readings chosen speak about the encounter between Jesus and St. Thomas, as Jesus says, Do not doubt, but believe. So the quote, Jesus, I trust in you, which is at the basis of the Feast of Divine Mercy, recognizes that we are to immerse ourselves into the trusting and loving arms of Jesus. But we need not just pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet on Divine Mercy Sunday. In fact, Jesus asked St. Faustina to tell the world, especially in the hour of mercy, we believe that Jesus gave up his life on the cross at 3 p.m., and so from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., we call this the hour of mercy. And special graces are given to those who pray this chaplet 
as we reflect upon the suffering and death of Jesus on the cross. As we give honor and praise to God for the fact that he died for our salvation, it brings special graces to the individual. On Divine Mercy Sunday, what's called a plenary indulgence is given to those who follow this devotion. A plenary indulgence means that not only when we go to confession are our sins forgiven, but that temporal punishment due to sin is left. So in other words, think of this. You may go and say that you're sorry for a crime that you've committed, but you still need to do the jail time. What a plenary indulgence does is it's as if all of that is forgiven. So our jail time is also forgiven. The consequence due to sin is forgiven. And so Jesus unlocks this very special grace on this day, which we call Divine Mercy Sunday, again, the second Sunday of Easter. What must take place for one to receive a plenary indulgence? Number one, they are to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Number two, they are to receive Jesus in Holy Communion. Number three, they are to make what's called a true confession, to really examine one's life and ask that God forgive them and they make atonement for their sins. And then finally, prayers must be said for the intentions of the Holy Father. So again, this is to be done on Divine Mercy Sunday. But each of us, especially on Fridays, are encouraged to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. In my own spirituality, and I know that of many of you listeners, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is a part of your daily spirituality. But for some of us, this might be a new devotion that we might come to know through this podcast and through our own research. So if I am not already praying the Chaplet, Father Rico, why should I pray? Well, friends, we may not have been chosen to receive the kind of graces that St. Faustina did by being able to see Jesus in his many apparitions and hearing his voice as directly as she did. But we can all become contemplative, prayerful, and merciful disciples. We especially need to advocate for God's mercy and trust that God wishes to flood our souls with his grace. Our spiritual health that we are being called to focus on helps us to realize that indeed the Lord is merciful to us. Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Definitely something we should all want for ourselves, right friends? And we recognize that each of us would say that the world needs more peace and mercy. So how can we obtain mercy and peace for ourselves in the world? Well, Jesus gave us this chaplet of the divine mercy. Again, he told St. Faustina, Say unceasingly the chaplet that I have taught you. Whoever will recite it will receive great mercy. And that is something that we want for ourselves and for the world. So friends, let's talk about how we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So this chaplet can be prayed on the same rosary beads that we might do and use when we pray the rosary. So we begin the chaplet with the sign of the cross, and then we pray the Our Father prayer, the Hail Mary, and then we recite the Apostles' Creed. 
these first prayers remind us that we're part of God's family, that we have a merciful Father who cares for our every need, and that our Blessed Mother is also given to us in mercy by Jesus as he died on the cross. As he said in St. John's Gospel, Woman, behold your son. And then he turns to St. John and says, Behold your mother. So we have a great family of faith that profess our faith in God, who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The next prayer that we say, friends, is on the large central bead that usually begins the first decade of the rosary. And so instead of praying the Our Father on that bead, Jesus asked St. Faustina that we say this prayer. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. After we say that prayer, friends, we move to the ten consecutive beads, where we normally say those ten Hail Marys. In this case, since we're praying the chaplet, we say this simple and yet very beautiful prayer. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Friends, those words invoke the mercy of Jesus and move his sacred heart to mercy. We repeat this ten times through those beads. Following the above prayer that we've talked about ten times, we find ourselves on the large bead once again. And so we once again pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. And then the next decade takes place. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And this is repeated again and again and again. Once we get to the end of the five decades, friends, at the end of the 50th bead, this concluding prayer is said, Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. We repeat that three times. Following that, we are invited to pray the intentions for the Holy Father. We pray one Our Father, one Hail Mary, and one Glory Be. Following those prayers, the phrase that Jesus gave to Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. We say that prayer three times. Say it with me. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. We then make the sign of the cross and may spend some additional time focusing on the suffering of Jesus. So throughout the chaplet, friends, our focus is on the crucified Lord and how by his sacrifice on the cross, he has set us free. This should move us to be more attentive to God's love in our lives, and it moves the heart of the sacred heart of Jesus, as I mentioned previously. So this is not only the why we pray, but how we pray the chaplet. So following this post, friends, you will see attached a second post for today, and it will be the chaplet itself. I invite you to pray the chaplet with me, whether you have a rosary bead in your hands or if you're on your drive to work or you find yourself at the gym. I invite you to pray this chaplet, not just today, but that you can continue to come back to this chaplet and pray it with me 
or perhaps you've mastered it and are able to pray it on your own. But nonetheless, the chaplet usually takes about not even 10 minutes to say, and yet it's not about the length of time in prayer, but the substantive prayers that we say that once again speaks to the heart of our God. So for those already praying the chaplet, amazing. Keep it up. Keep praying for your own soul and that of the world. For those, again, where this devotion might be new to you, pick it up with me. Pray it together. And then realize that you are doing great work, not only for your own soul, not only for the souls of people you know, but the souls in purgatory and those souls that may be far from God. So let us call upon the power of God, who is merciful, loving, and forgiving. Let us ask the intercession of St. Faustina to help us to fall deeper and deeper in love with Jesus and that we would never be afraid to run to this fountain of mercy and drink from the waters that come from our Lord Jesus Christ. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.